Welcome to Tea Time. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Tea Time. Tea Time with Donna and Brandon. Tea Time with Donna and Brandon. Oh, how this podcast has evolved. <laughs> we have gone through a number of different states of liquid consumption. Now we have landed upon tea. You know, there's just something beautiful and ancient about tea. Indeed. Indeed. We started our journey um, as expert wine connoisseurs and... A different form of... Tea, yes. Ancient and beautiful. (laughs) It's a different form of tea as well, yes. But we felt as though the market was overly saturated by wine connoisseurs and moviegoers alike. (laughs) And so we sought to distance ourselves from said connoisseur <laughs> and decided to land ourselves amongst the stars of tea. The stars of tea. And here we are. Welcome everybody to the Bargain Den. I'm Donna. I'm Brandon. And as I said, this is the Bargain Den, your um, weekly financial podcast where we watch the movies and we tell you if they're frugal. Do they embody what it means to be frugal? Do they have a frugal... A frugal. A bargain mentality. Do they embody what it means to be frugal and bargain-ness? Is it bargain-worthy? Would Gary Busey approve? Would Gary Busey approve? He is our one and true uh, bargain... uh, I mean, icon. Yeah. He's just the embodiment of what it means to be frugal. And so... (laughs) He's not in this one. Someday we'll come across another Gary Busey movie and it'll be an easy easy yeah. hour or so for us to knock out of the park that it's a it's a frugal one. Donna, how you been? I've been great. How have you been, Brandon? I've been doing doing pretty well. What uh what's what's new in your life? Not a lot, if I'm being honest. Um Ooh, we do have that new pet duck though. That new pet duck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, we're recording the podcast. <laughs> what? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't I, I, tell me we got a pet duck. I thought I, I, thought I told you when I told you to take it outside while we record. I that one of the cats is outside. I thought that's what, what you're. Oh no. <laughs> We've got it. We've got to get Milner back in for the duck uh, out. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Right um. <laughs> All right. Well, that probably won't cause any problems throughout the recording. Um, what's That'll the What's fine. this duck's name? Quackerson. Quackerson. Uh, if you've got a better name, we can. I mean, no. it's it's. We just got the duck, so it doesn't have to be that name. That Did, doesn't have to stick. 
Um, I mean, the only thing I think of, didn't we have a character once that was named, like, Quack McTatterson? We did. Was was that what it was? It was. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was. Man, we've come such a long way in less than a year. We don't do as many silly characters (laughs) as the first 15 episodes of this podcast. Now, bridging into the next, the new, the new 30, 34, 35. What that we're coming up on? This episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30... Maybe it's 33? No, I'm pretty... 34, s- then. We'll find out right now. It's episode 33. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut up, quack, quackers. Um, quackers knew that I was right. Did you say quackers? Was it quackers? You said quackers. What'd you say? Quackerson. Oh. Donna, why did you... Bring this imaginary duck into our podcast space. Just a riff. I don't know. Oh, man. Fuck, it was good. It was a good riff. <laughs> I'm, it's a, I mean, that's what they teach you at NYU, was what I've heard is like, when in doubt, bring a duck in. Yeah. I mean... It, the scene will pretty much take care of itself. It does, as we've just demonstrated. As we've just discovered. <laughs> there it is. There's that rich That was, that was very good. Uh, that was just the icing on the cake. Very great. Well, now that we've gotten off that duck train. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, also spoilers. We're going to spoil this movie. Just heads up, whatever the movie is. Gonna spoil it. Yep. Bing. We should have a little spoil. Oh, that'd be fun. A little spoil stinger. Yeah. I feel as though we'd be encroaching on territory of have being like a full-blown morning talk show, radio show. Like, let's do it. I think that's perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get into it today. <laughs> Tell us, Donna, what do we got going on for us now for this next movie? Well, Brandon, this evening no, we that's, have... that's not the token woman character of the morning talk show. What? How does the token woman... Oh, my God! Like, just like, okay, real ready, over it. So. All right, Donna, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we got going on for today's movie? Oh, my God, Brandon, we have... We have... Such a movie for you yeah. today. <laughs> I am so glad we're here today to t- talk about this movie. I mean, it's just outrageous. All right, well, we're going let's hear to have the it. best of times. That's going to be any different than that, that uh, let's, uh, go, let's go fish movie, oh, that go yes, fish one we had last different. week. We're seeing Wowza. a complete 180 today. <laughs> we'll get the sound. We'll get the soundboard in there later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, so yeah, let's tell us here. What's this week's movie, Donna? forgot can you remind me oh, oh classic <laughs> donna not remembering the title of the movie oh man something with an angel jerry jerry pull up that <laughs> the, the classic donna soundbite why don't you <laughs> all right well let's, let's see we got the uh, i guess i just am so lucky to have the the case over here in the, my my box of movie movie cases <laughs> all right here it is Aw, gee, thanks, Brandon. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) I'll do this the whole episode. (laughs) All right. So this week, Brandon, we have brought you The Lost Angel. The Lost Angel. You would not believe the trip we had watching this movie. <laughs> oh, I know it was it was something else. I tell you what, let's hear about it. Let's uh, let's talk us let's talk it through the movie. I, I can't do this. The oh, whole you time. can't do it the whole time. I certainly can. <laughs> the dynamic. Okay, 
in The Lost Angel. It's basically like CSI meets <laughs> the spotlight. I don't know. The spotlight. I didn't mean no. to say the spotlight. No, just, I wasn't making fun of the time. I just I didn't know what that what the connection was to that movie. But just yeah. religion, Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, that's all basically. It's. It feels like a. I'm gonna steal Brandon's line. It feels like an exceptionally done student film. Yeah, I super don't want to get down the track of of. I'm just setting the scene. No, I, I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. So, oh man, I'm also partly procrastinating to remember people. Billy, Billy Palmer. I'm doing great so far. So good. So good. Billy Palmer mm-hmm. is a. Special detective cop lady. Mm-hmm. And she is with her partner. <laughs> I feel as though an IMDb page would make this a lot of an easier process for you. Do you want to pull one of those bad boys up real quick? Yeah, I do. This episode is sponsored by IMDb as every week. Thanks, IMDb. Well, I will go ahead and use this platform now. Um, I'm going to start it now on an ongoing thread um, to throw out into the ether of the internet. I saw an, an actor once when I was in Austin, Texas in May of 2017. He was crossing the... <laughs> it's not funny, Donna. He was crossing the street at the same time I was. He was going the opposite direction, and I locked eyes with him. And I cannot, for the life of me, think of who he was. I've never known his name. Like, it, that's not the thing. It's like, it's not that I can't think of his name. I've never known this actor's name. But I, I've seen him in movies, and I can see him in a certain movie. And that's the other thing, because if, if it was thanks to IMDb, I'd be able to, if I knew the name of that movie, I could pull him up. But um, I, I can't think of the movie he was in. I can't think of anything. I just see his face and then see him in a movie. Um and and this is where we'll end this segment. So I'm just this is me throwing it out into the ether. It's been bothering me for now, coming up on two years, of not being able to think of this guy's name. But I did get some strong leads as far as like facial recognition. I, I looked at over a thousand uh, actors' faces this weekend and could not find him. Um, but he's kind of like a mix of like Jeff Daniels and. I want to say, like, Ray Liotta. Um, so I'm just putting that out there in the ether. Like, I don't know if Ray Liotta is the best jumping off point. I want to say something. Uh, we'll go from there for now. Those are, like, the best facial recognitions I can go from. I think that's given Donna enough time. I'll I'll, I'll, yes. I'll jack back into that. Uh, that's not the turn of phrase <laughs> I wanted to use. But I'll, I'll, I'll jump back into that on later episodes uh, when I have more leads. But if you have any leads on this white male middle-aged actor in Austin, Texas in 2017, uh, drop us a line at the bargained in cast at gmail.com. Anyway. Thanks, Brandon. All right. So, um, our main character, Billy, who's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. She's also played by Allison Eastwood, which is Clint Eastwood's daughter. Which we did not know until after the movie. Yeah, but that uh, interesting side note. And her partner, Julian, uh, are assigned on this case that may be serial killings where this lady is, like, cru- she looks somewhat crucified. 
and she's totally naked and it's creepy and there's like this language written in blood around her and she she had shot this other guy because she thought it, he was involved. Yeah, basically the movie starts off, we're kind of thrown into the midst and, and there's a guy cleaning a bloody rag and about to light something on fire and that's when our heroes jump in. Yeah, and she sees someone else in him and shoots him. She, the, he more, he, he, she has a flashback basically and shoots him. Yeah. Um, which she's super not supposed to do because she shouldn't have done, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't shoot anybody. I don't feel like it'd be a good rule of thumb. Yeah, but she also had no valid reason to do that. Right. Um, because he was doing what they told him to do. Right. Anywho, Mm -hmm. so they take him in because she shot him (laughs) and they get on this, what turns out to be serial killing where... Um, first one lady and then another lady gets crucified and naked. So they bring in the FBI and the FBI agent's also a priest. I'm sorry. I've, just just to clarify, they, the guy she shot wasn't the actual serial killer. Yes, because he's in the hospital during the second killing. Yeah. So as, now he has an alibi. Right. They think it's him and then and two, another murder happens and so they mm-hmm. have to let him go. So, it uh, turns out the writing, which is present at both crime scenes, is some very, very old, like, Babylonian language. Mm-hmm. It's religious. So, they go to the church where the second victim had just come from before she was murdered. And we meet Father Kevin, who's <laughs> deaf. He kind of translates for them because he specializes in that language. And basically, they're going to do 20 killings, like one a day. And it's part of this... New diet. It's part of this fad new diet. Um, murder one. Every murder you do for a day, for 20 days, you lose 20 pounds. It's and pretty become, great. And become the ruler of hell. Yeah. So, you can become the ruler of hell. Um, that's apparently the aim. So now they're trying to catch this serial killer. It's pretty connected to the church, they think, that specific church, so they stake it out. And They also still think that the guy that, that she shot has something to do with it, though. Yeah, like maybe an accomplice. Right. Uh, then another, one of the monk-type guys that like lives at the church, he's a priest or something. Mm-hmm. He's taking a vow of silence. Taking a vow of silence. So we've got a deaf and a mute. And I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just, I don't know. I, I think it's been a minute. I don't know. Hearing the term is like somebody who's like, yeah, that, that's the best way to call it, I guess. I just haven't thought about it. It felt weird to not say person at the end, I think. Mute person. Yeah. Um, well, he's not mute though. He's just taking a vow of silence. Right. So anyway, he dies. Yeah. He gets murdered at the church while they've staked it out. So she, Billy's really frustrated now. Of course, yeah. And she, he got murdered at the church, but they, he gets transferred to a warehouse. And they haven't caught sight or heard sound of anything. Mm-hmm. So they investigate a little. <laughs> Father Kevin's not being very helpful, but they find this tunnel. Well, at the same time, the FBI guy is running a report on anyone that might, like, hate Father Kevin... Because it's his congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find some guy who's an 
orphan that might have been Father Kevin's son, so they're going to investigate that. Um, but at the same time, did I skip ahead? No, that just didn't happen in the movie. Oh. <laughs> the, mm. No, they just, they, they were, they assumed that. Okay, so. Oh, I, oh, I did skip it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they, they find a report of a, a guy that was in the congregation and then uh, as a kid and then was, what, what made him fall out of the? He was excommunicated. He was excommunicated. And so he publicly threatened the church. This movie was kind of all over the place, and that was kind of the point of the movie. And so, lots of decoys, right? That's a lot. Well, yeah. The the point of it was to make you not aware or not certain as to who had committed this crime, which it did very well. But it makes it kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because like while this is all going on, her partner has an inside man, mm. um, an informant who's a homeless guy, who's been basically giving drugs to. In, in exchange for information. And while this is going on, um, AI, or not AI, <laughs> not artificial Bryson, right, is the informant. Yeah, Bryson. But they, they hardly say his name because, yeah, because he's an informant. They don't want to snitch. snitch. The snitch, yeah. Um, while this is going on, IA, Internal Affairs, is trying to crack down on Billy Basically. Oh, because she shot that guy. Right. They're trying to, like, figure that all out. While Um, this is going on. While this is going on. She also has a sister at home that they live together. And she's trying to take care of her. And she's super goth. Yeah. Maybe you should go ahead and just explain the story of her sister. Like, what that is. Okay. Because I feel like that's... So, it's eventually revealed that... um, One night when they were both a lot younger... Um, her sister's in high school and yeah, there's probably a 10 year age gap between them. Yeah. So when, when Billy's probably like 16 and her sister's six, roughly like just guessing, um, her mother brings home a boyfriend and boyfriend stabs and kills their mother and then ties up Billy and then takes her sister and does who knows what, but it's awful. Yeah. And it's traumatized her that she couldn't protect her sister. Right. That's why she shot the first guy. Whenever she gets angry, she sees the face of the guy who assaulted her family. Yes. So, uh, that's also partly what makes her so passionate about her job. Hmm. And, oh, let's see. Where was I? Third killing. They found the tunnel. They found a potential lead... And so they track him down. He's the owner of a goth club. Now, while they're tracking this down, the guy that she shot um, goes after her little sister, Sand. uh, And it's like, hey, you should come to this club because you're goth. No, 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 no. (laughs) You should come to this club because there's this band playing. I don't know if you've heard of them, but there's this band playing called Metallica. Metallica? What? I'd yeah, love to go. I've heard of Metallica. That was very oh funny Oh my god, who hasn't, as who her hasn't? friend says. You, yeah, we can uh, talk about Metallica in a minute. Anyway, so everyone ends up meeting at this club, basically, and 
there's like a weird fight where Billy blows their cover because she finds out that her sister's there and she's trying to protect her. But now her and club owner are on bad terms, Mr. Gothman. Mm-hmm. With triangles on it, painted on his eyes or whatever. So she wants to question him. So she plants cocaine on his person very obviously. Like she throws him a bag of cocaine and says, happy birthday. And now it's got his prints. So she cuffs him and interrogates him in just the most weirdest psychosexual like way. Yeah. And she's like, nah, he he didn't do it. Like I, I'd have been able to tell. Um, there's something kind of going on with the FBI. The guy that's brought in from the FBI, he's also a priest. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's talking to Father Kevin, and they're saying some weird insider shit that makes it feel like maybe Father Kevin's in on it. Right, or he's and in on the it. FBI guy. I don't know. It's weird. But what it boils down to that that's I would say the end of Father Kevin. Yeah, so Father Kevin ends up um, poisoning himself because he thinks that's going to stop it. Because they've made the connection that at some point um, Father Kevin uh, broke his vows and had a child out of wedlock. And he says that the mother wanted to kill the child, so he stopped her, but then the child disappeared or he Put it up. He put it up for adoption. Yeah, he put the child in the orphanage. Right. Um, now he thinks that that child is having revenge. Right. So once once he dies, they'll stop killing. Right. Um, and then Sand gets checked out of school. Yeah. So after this whole scary club experience, Sand decides to be not goth and has a boyfriend now and is dressed like a preppy kid. Mm-hmm. So, so she's, yeah, she's cured. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes out with her boyfriend and then a cop checks her out of school and she's like, that's fine. My sister's a cop. So it happens all the time. Um, but it's not the cops. Dun, dun, dun. It's it, the first guy that she shot. Right. And a helper. I don't know. Yeah. An accomplice. So boyfriend's like, this is weird. And she didn't call me when she got where she was going. So I'll call her sister. And sister's like, oh shit, they got my sister. So they eventually find her in a warehouse where they find all the bodies in different warehouses. And the guy that she shot, he's just going to be the guy that she shot. Yeah. Is, has her, has sand tied up and is Pouring kerosene around her to light everything on fire. Was it kerosene? Or gasoline or something. <laughs> I just thought it was, thought it was interesting you said kerosene versus gasoline. It was just what came to mind. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, sorry. Um, so he makes Billy drop her weapon and then her partner shows up and gets enough of a distraction. They get the upper hand. They get sand out of there and Kill. she ends up shooting and killing yeah. The guy she shot. Yeah. <laughs> so he's out of the picture now. And now Sand's all better now. She's like, you don't have to be afraid of anything anymore. I'm just not going to go to the hospital. Cough, cough. Yeah. Because now she has finally saved her sister and rectified not saving her all those years ago. Right. And then... And then... 
Julian goes to talk to his informant. No. Dang it. Julian asks Billy. Oh, I forgot. The best part. Julian asks Billy, hey, is there anything you need? And she says. Just you. And then heavy porno, like, weird (laughs) off scene. (laughs) They have sex. Yeah, they just, it's very graphic, but not graphic. Like, yeah. it was very, it, it made me laugh very felt hard. felt like we jumped out of the crime movie and into a soft porn yeah. film. Like, it was strange. It was. Anyway, and then we go back. And then there's like some kind of like tie-up stuff, but then it cuts to, to her partner with the... So her partner's going to meet the informant, and they get in a big old fight. And then... Billy shows up, and she's like, where's your informant? And then we discover... We're watching Fight Club. We're watching Fight Club. It was Julian's imagination the whole time. It's him. Sorry, I also spoilers for Fight Club. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't know how to rectify that. Fuck, you spit... Everyone... Not no. every, not everyone. I mean, it's fine. I don't know, dude. I feel a, like even if you haven't seen it, as long as we don't dwell on this, it may not ruin it completely. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. So. Turns out that the partner was the one committing the murders the whole time. Credits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go as far as to explain that, but it's like implied, implied. and then credits. Yeah. Very quickly. So she just had sex with a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. Bwah, bwah, bwah. Um, so that was the lost angel. Um, and I don't know if it's because it was, it, it had been followed. It came after Go Fish, but it was pretty good. It was a good little It flick. was so, so much better. Yeah. It was at least very interesting. I was very involved in the whodunit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun and. I liked Allison Eastwood's acting. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was all, it was like a little too intense, like a little too much. Time but spent. it was good. It was good. Um, I feel as though she f- filled the character that was intended to be very well. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. The only kind of like extra features or bonus features that they had was uh, a biography for the main actors, not written by like them or their agent. So it was, like, by a third party, not somebody associated with the movie either. And so her biography, like, wasn't the most flattering. It was weird. Yeah. And they they were all, like, by, like, Hollywood reporter, blah. And I was like, I don't know if they're okay with this being in the bonus (laughs) features of this movie. Kind of not the nicest words. The Um, other bonus feature was Spanish subtitles. Yep, not English subtitles, but Spanish subtitles. That's fine. (laughs) I mean... Got to get the market out there, and I mean, that would be more helpful to somebody who doesn't speak English than it would be for, for me who just played in a punk band too long. <laughs> um, but you know who, uh, where all the punk bands like to go play? Where? Uh, the thrift store. Let's go. What an enlightening trip that had, that that <laughs> that had been. That that were that were always love going to the thrift store. Always love it. Uh, what we learned a lot. Let's apply it to the movie. Let's uh, apply what we've learned, put it in principle and practice, and participate and positively 
positioning ourselves in a political pandering posture. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here for those alliterations, man. Didn't know if you knew that about me. Uh, but if you look back through all the episodes, uh, every every episode, every sentence I say starts with with a certain letter on every episode. Yeah, go back and listen for that. Go back. <laughs> I'm telling everybody and you, Donna, because... I'll need to go back and yeah, listen. Yeah, you'll have to check that out. I hadn't noticed that, Brandon. On episode 26, I got to Z, and that one was rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kept saying Zound. I kept that's why I kept talking about how I wanted Zaxby's to sponsor us. <laughs> Zaxby sponsored sentence number forty-seven. I don't think that was that was probably one of the that was one of the Harry Potter ones, right? Had I think to, so. Had to have been one of the first Harry Potters. Yeah, that was it. Was difficult. It was a challenge. Oh boy! All right. Well. One of the last things we had talked about was the Spanish subtitles. I think that's pretty dang frugal. <laughs> like you said, spread to another audience. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good... Yeah, I suppose so. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it's I, I thought it was very interesting that they went with Metallica as the band. Um, because it is somewhat funny. I mean, it is 2005... Um, that this movie came out. And so, uh, I mean, they're not, they weren't like as panned as a band as maybe they are now, but like, um, not that, not that, not knocking Metallica. It's just was an interesting choice. Um, because Metallica is like very well known for, uh, suing people. Like that's a big thing. They don't really, yeah, okay, well, I didn't know that. I, I guess not suing people, but they were one of the first bands that took uh, major action, um, because there was that whole South Park episode where they were upset because they the his gold rimmed pool um, he could only have one gold rim pool or something because people were illegally downloading his their music and stuff. I I didn't see that episode. I'm no. so sorry. There was just about how Metallica sued. There was I don't I don't I know so little about it. They just pursued legal action in regards to people stealing their music. Which is funny to think about now because that was a big deal about like them beginning upset because they were, you know, famous rock stars getting upset about people uh, stealing a song or two. When in reality, it's like they were probably just they saw the the long the long con that was going to happen to artists with downloading and stealing music that it's gotten now. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I've never taken the time to reflect back on the Metallica days of the early 2000s. And now we have. What an interesting aside. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, maybe they got Metallica's okay. And that's not very frugal if they did. To say their name. Well, do you really need the okay just to say someone's name? Because, of course, they didn't have Metallica playing. Not like a band or in the background as music. I don't know. Unless Metallica has changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just not very... Well, I guess it would be a frugal band to pick. I mean, they're very conscientious about their money, so maybe that is a point towards frugality. Yeah. And then, of course, not actually using them so that they could say the name. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
I'd say so. Yeah, Metallica actually wasn't playing at the club that they said they were. I don't know what I would have done if Metallica was there. That would have been pretty good sense <laughs> for this That'd movie. That would have blown this movie into a new category. Yeah. They already had Clint Eastwood's daughter. No Clint Eastwood in this one, though, guys. Just a heads up. Yeah, just Allison Eastwood. Just Allison Eastwood and others. I feel like they did a pretty good job of picking, picking, ah, picking actors who were pretty good, but not like A-list, maybe not even B-list. I don't know how acting works, but... <laughs> Sounds like you're kind of being mean now. They picked a really good job picking these it's, actors it's that like weren't they, A-list, weren't B, bro, It's like B-list. they picked the top tier of C-list. <laughs> <laughs> like people in C-list who should be in B or A, you know? <laughs> Oh, that makes me think of those lists of actors I looked at this weekend, because <laughs> that was the title. You literally just said the title of several of the lists I looked at were like, C and D tier actors that should definitely be in B tier. Um, <laughs> there was still So yeah, they probably utilized one of those such lists, <laughs> and probably got some pretty good deals on that acting. Sure. Now, they did yeah. have this intro, which oh, yeah. was, like, a weird... Is that CGI? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a computer-generated image. Yeah. Uh, a That's very not what long... CGI stands for, is it? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> a very long CGI intro going through the, this, like, piping that ends up coming out of... Like, it's dripping blood at the end and comes out of the sink up into the first scene of the guy she shoots yeah. wringing out blood from a rag. Yeah, that is what CGI stood for. I was Okay. I just thought it was one of those acronyms that I always got wrong. Like laser. <laughs> no, I don't. Anywho. Wait. You mean taser? No, laser's an acronym. Well, that's right. They're both acronyms, aren't they? What does laser stand for? It's one I always get wrong. I don't know. Well, give me your best shot while I look it up. Light. I've I've heard this once. I was like ten. I don't remember. Come on, it's like a light something something. Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Yeah, I had the first one right. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just knew Taser was. Anyway, boy, this is like a, a <laughs> off-topic um, train wreck here oh, going boy. on. All kinds of off-topic. Okay, so um, it, whenever it shows the Billy and Sand eating breakfast a couple of times, it's a pretty frugal breakfast. Yeah, it's just like orange juice and cereal and milk in a glass. Like a big glass pitcher. Mm, mm-hmm. So that way they didn't have to worry about product placement and or fake product placement. Like labels, label stuff. You know, I, know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's very good point. Very frugal. Yeah. And it felt like it fit weirdly. Yeah. Like it made it feel like they were ch- like kind of being fancy and homey, but like not overdue. Anyway, frugal. Yeah. It was a... Uh, very an interesting movie because it was it was very over the top and like 
the main character, Billy, was like such a, a hard ass, bad cop detective woman who does all these like ludicrous things and you know she's a loose cannon who plays by her own rules and like oh you can't do that billy like oh well try to stop me and they're like Hmm. i guess we can't i guess we're not (laughs) cops to stop her i don't know um (laughs) no one can stop billy but then like because it was like a little bit of a low budget movie they had these like weirdly endearing moments not necessarily necessarily on purpose but it was just kind of like there was the scene where they're like her and her sister were eating breakfast together and the scene ends with her saying like, yes, or something like that. It doesn't, I don't know, whatever the word was, but they cut it. Which she got asked the question, Billy, the main character, right as she took a bite and she was, she was like, yeah, like it was weird. Mm-hmm. I just remember laughing yeah. at it. Like she like had to say yes with a mouthful of cereal and then they just, it cut was away. like crunch, crunch. Yeah. Crunch, crunch. And uh, that sounds weirdly, like, specific of something. It was just kind of funny to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'd say it's a frugal movie. felt frugal. No yawning. No yawning in this episode. <laughs> you already did it. You no, started no, no. it. Play okay. back. You can't hear it. So, uh, are, can you think of any not frugal points? Uh, I mean, not very frugal with the bullets. Probably could have mm. shot less people. Um, not very frugal with... The amount of drugs that they stole from narcotics to pay off their informant. Oh, that's a good point. That just stayed all stashed under a single light in the, an abandoned ice hockey rink where the ice stayed frozen. It's very strange. I kept thinking about that. Like, if the ice stays frozen and the lights stay on over the rink, it means someone's using it during the day. So there's And people... yet nobody's finding these drugs. Yeah. That have all stayed there, yeah. Um... Yeah, and I'd say not, uh, you know, I'd say that the cars that they drove were pretty frugal. Just There was no, like, fancy cars. True. Ooh, and going back to the drugs, they're using the drugs that they're confiscating to then bribe the snitch. So that's pretty frugal. Yeah, I, mean, I just think this, this movie's got all kinds of got frugal written all all over its face. It's got got frugal eyeliner and frugal <laughs> frugal hot topic clothes and yeah. Um, this movie's uh, similar to to Go Fish. Um, it very much felt as though it dated itself in the early two thousands, or I guess it's like mid two thousand to two thousand five. But how could you not though? You know? I mean, there are ways. There are ways. Um, Just with the way technology evolves. Yeah, but I mean, like, no. But there are movies that that came out around that time. I mean, when did the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie come out? I don't know why that's my Uh, point That's a good point, though. There's no technology in there, so... (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... (laughs) 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 I just... In, like, fashion and stuff. Like, the goth scene in this movie was, like, like that weird, like, hacker goth scene. That was their example of, like, a bad kid or a goth kid was, like, the the rave, rave goth with, yeah. like, jinkos and, like, armbands with, like, cutout finger 
or, you know, armbands or gloves, as some people would call them. <laughs> um, with their the fingers, fingerless gloves. That's the words I'm looking for, fingerless gloves. Um, and, uh, like, the two ponytails off to each side kind of look. And just, I wasn't just talking about the technology. I didn't think the technology even really dated it that much as much as the... Yeah, the styles, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, frugal movie, though. Frugal. The last angel. Nope. The lost angel. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> what am I to do? All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you learned something this week about saving your bullets and uh, shopping at the thrift store for your goth clothes. Yeah, and if you didn't, then just watch The Lost Angle and you'll be able to know <laughs> all you need to know about being frugal this week. Oh, my. Uh, thank you to the Lounge Kittens for the use of their song Dirty Deeds for our intro and outro. And thank you to Sarah Anastasia for our cute little uh, cover art. That's us holding our cats, but in cute cartoon form. And thank you to... Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for hosting our podcast and spreading it to all the platforms for you to listen to. Mm -hmm. You can actually become a supporter of us on Anchor by clicking support this podcast or become a listener. Um, if you want to make a little monthly contribution. And what else? Um, that's all I can think of. Unless you've got, uh, unless you've got the reviews pulled up and let's see if we have a new bargain here. I have it in the other room. I could grab it real quick. Yeah, we'll just we'll just give it to Quentin, let's say. Congratulations, Quentin, for being our bargainer. Congratulations, sir. If you would like to become the next bargainer of the bargain den, uh, just rate us and review us on iTunes, and then we might even read your review out loud on the podcast to live forever. Forever and ever. Yeah, that about does it. Well... All right, we better get this show on the road. Wah! I think the duck's getting a little bit upset. <laughs> wah, wah. Bonnie, you're just, oh, no. you're just quacking at our cat, and it's upsetting her. <laughs> look how upset our cat is. Wah, wah. She doesn't look like she notices the duck at all. Why a duck? I don't know, it just comes to mind. I'm realizing I have a trend of... Ducks as my go-to. Why? It's the other time that you Quack did. McTatterson. And... I thought that was me. And then I also used a duck to bleep before. I thought that was Quack. me as well. Maybe I'm just on your duck train. <laughs> I mean, I do have a duck tattooed on my chest, so... Ducks. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. I'm Brandon. I'm Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Dirty deeds and the dog Wow.